Let's go. Here we go. Let's go is back on the air. Hey, Tommy, how you doing, bud? I'm doing good, Jim. Good sports weekend for you. How was the fight in Vegas? That looked like a pretty dominant performance by our man Canelo. He's so strong. He was just way too good. And, and Charlo was way, way overmatched. And you know what? This happens rarely, Tommy. You, yeah. You know when a guy hits another guy on a football field and somebody really up in section 218, row 10, can hear it? Yeah. Canelo Alvarez hit Charlo so hard on some of these body shots, you could literally not only mm. hear it, but you could feel it many rows away. Mm. I mean, uh, there's certainly going to be some type of internal liver or kidney feeling that Charlo's having for some time to come from that. He's 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 phenomenal, really. It, Canelo's yeah, phenomenal. And 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 Charlo tried to go up two weight classes and was overmatched. It's interesting too, you know, when people hit like that and he's so talented right Mike Tyson was such a talented you know fighter and then you look in other sports where there's just one guy that's just a notch above great and I talked to that a lot like people on the football field would hit you hard and then Ray Lewis would hit you and that would be another level you know and you know Sean Taylor who you know um, played for the Redskins he same thing just when he would hit you uh, Brian Dawkins Rodney Harrison some of those so it's just there's certain people that just are one notch above, and Canelo's just taken on, he's taken on everybody. It's been really an incredible credit to him and his training. And I know we got to talk to him last week, but I loved watching him fight the other night. I'm really happy for him. Let's go is brought to you by Delta Airlines. Delta believes the pursuit of perfection is a never-ending journey, and every day provides new opportunities to keep climbing toward that let's go moment. Visit delta.com to book today. Tom, so we're a month into the season here. And you can start to see what's going on with some teams. You win a game one week and you look like you're the best team on the planet putting up 70 points. Maybe the competition's yep. a little bit different with Denver this year. And then the next week you go out and you lose by 28 to Buffalo. Do you really get a feel of where you are when it's so drastic and, and, and such a big, wide, huge gap between the two? It's a week-to-week -week league in that – if you play well, you give yourself a chance to win. And if you don't play well, you lose. So it's a lot like golf. You know, you have a really good golfer who plays well. He's going to be tough to beat. You have a really good golfer who doesn't play well. He's not going to win. There's a lot of tough competition. So if the competition plays well, then they win. It doesn't matter what you did the week before. The week before they won by 70, they played really well. Now, if they could play like that every week, they'll win almost every single week. But the reality is in sports, in a physical sport, and no one sees it like this, how many times can you play your ultimate best in something that's physical? How many times can the casual golfer go out there and shoot his best score? You know, the reality is you could shoot a good score one day and a really bad score the next day. Well, I need a sports psychologist to understand why that happens. But the reality is in a, in a sport that's determined by a lot of precision, sometimes you're more precise than others. And – you know, maybe in a 100-meter dash, you know, the fastest guy usually always wins, not the person who runs the better race. But when you're – when you have a lot of people engaged, offense, defense, special teams, a pitcher, infielders, a catcher, a basketball team with offensive players that, you know, they play one offense, there's so many variables of why things go really well. And really, you want to try to – I think part of the maddening part about sports is – you do expect that you should play your best every single week, but that's, that's just not the case. There's no, well, I didn't certainly, but you know, you don't get a straight A on every test you take in school. Why not? 
you know, I, well, I don't know. One day I just didn't, the material didn't hit me the right way. So I think in sports, we always want to see the ultimate best. Every time Tom Hanks made a great movie, you know, was he, what did he win the, the Academy Award every single year? No, he doesn't. So we, but we do put these expectations on our sports teams that every week it should be the very best. And I just think we, we kind of create a false expectation because they do play great one week and the next week they come back a little bit more to the norm. Asia Wilson of the Las Vegas Aces, two-time MVP, will be joining us here shortly, as will Larry Fitzgerald. Let's Go is brought to you by Golden Nugget Hotel and Casinos. Whether you're looking for a romantic getaway, weekend retreat, or just a great day of fun, Golden Nugget Hotel and Casinos offer the perfect destination for the ultimate getaway. If you're in New York for tonight's game, you're lucky enough to have a Golden Nugget Hotel and Casino not far from you in Atlantic City. Visit goldennugget.com to book your getaway today. As we continue here with Tom, you mentioned something just a few moments ago about a sports psychologist. I don't think I've ever asked you this. Did you ever use one? I did. I did in Michigan. Um, never in the pros. I kind of would refer back to this guy that I met in college my sophomore year, Greg Harden, who still works at university, but helped me a lot with, look, we all have psychological things we need that are, are part of our personalities. As you told me a long time ago, Scratchy, we all have our quirks and our flaws. And I certainly have my fair share too. So I think the self-awareness of that and then how you can empower yourself to be a little bit better for everyone is really important. That comes with some self-awareness and some humility and ultimately taking a lot of personal accountability and responsibility for your life. So sports hopefully do that. The worst teammates were the ones that loved all the credit when it went well and passed all the blames when it didn't go well. Those are the guys that you didn't want on your team. And fortunately, I was I had so many great teammates over the over many, many years and coaches. And we created organizations of people that cared about each other and cared about giving the credit when you did well and taking the blame when you lost. And that that's why I'm a very uh, satisfied, retired player because of those incredible relationships I got. You know, I think we should examine this a little further because I don't know oh, if no. I ever said this to you. Are you being my psychologist right now? Let's be your no, psychologist. No, I'm not. No, What's I'm not. We're just, we're just going to have a little bit of fun. But Julius Irving, the great Dr. J, said this to me in a car ride back in 1983 before he won his first NBA championship, his only NBA championship, he says, do you know anybody who is at the top of their profession who is truly great or really, really successful who doesn't have one major quirk or flaw in their personality? Mm. And it was a pretty interesting thing. So, Tommy, what's yours? What would be your major quirk or flaw? It was so funny that I was on a conversation with a friend, too, the other day, and he's like, you know, Tom, I've been around a lot of your you know, people in your life. And it's so funny because everyone says, oh, I love this guy, but, and I love this guy, but I said, I think everybody does that in life. You know, people would say, well, what do you think about Tom Brady as a, you know, as a player? Well, he's really good. You know, he can throw the all, but you know, he wasn't very athletic and you know, there's always a, but to everything. And I think, you know, relationships are about accepting the butts, you know, and, and still loving people for who they are, what they bring. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm probably a little OCD, with different things in my life. Uh, I'd like control and trying to have things in control and stability and some things, sometimes those are limited too. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't want to get into my full psychological breakdown. I'm sure there are a lot of people that could, but, um, <laughs> I'm trying to learn more about myself every day. Let me leave it at that. Does that happen a lot in sports? Do you get that type of feedback? Does it cause you to have to reflect and, 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 and have self-awareness? I think sports business, you know, community, churches, 
we should all have self-awareness and it's a, it's a hard trait to have, you know, people, I think we're in a culture too, where it's very challenging to make, it's hard to own up to, to things these days because of this, this mentality on the internet and these nameless faceless people that pile on. And so nobody wants to admit anything anymore. No one can say, Hey, I messed up and I learned from it. They say I messed up. And by the time you say you messed up, you know, you got, you don't have a job. And I think that's a hard thing to do. That's a hard place to live. You, you don't tell your children that. You don't say, hey, hey, you make one mistake, that's it. And I, and I think it's just there's so many people that are, you know, technology has been amazing. I think the spread of information and mis misinformation as well or out of things that are out of context. And, you know, for someone like me, I'm in the public eye a lot. I always try to say the right thing just because I don't. I don't want to deal with any more drama that's already in my life. You know, I already have a lot of drama just because it's life. Everyone's got their own things they're dealing with. So you're trying not to pile on. So in the end, you just, but some people get away with it and live that way. Some people have an amazing way of saying exactly what's on their mind and getting away with it. You just have to have a different personality for that, but it's a lot different than what it used to be. When you're trying to say the right thing, is it always the same thing that you believe or is it different sometimes? saying the right thing just to get through the moment because you're in the public and you don't want to have the chaos that goes with it? Or is a lot of it, well, no, I, think, I would say almost all of it genuine how you believe, but you you have to couch it in a way that makes it more palatable? Well, I believe that most people have an opinion on a subject and it's that subject, 50% of people could like one thing and some people like another. Do you like the color black or do you like white? Or do you like yellow or do you like green? Or, you know, everyone has got different things they like. You like steak, you like chicken. I don't know. It depends who you ask. So if I, you know, it's the, some things are, you know, just very subjective and, you know, you don't want to necessarily share an opinion. You know, someone says, who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl, Tom? Well, I might have an opinion. I have a, I certainly have an opinion. I don't want to tell everyone that opinion because if I say, well, I think, you know, the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl. Well, you're an asshole because you don't think the other team are and you're just and I'm like, I'm not trying to do that. So the best part is I just shut up and say, let me, you know, I, I make it make it a good game. You know, and I think that, you know, allows me to move on because, look, I think it's everyone can have an opinion. None of them really matter. You know, they're just opinions. So, you know, I share them with the people that I'm comfortable and confident, even in expressing maybe sensitive topics. I want to have conversations about those things so I can hear other viewpoints so I can learn, so I can educate myself on different things, knowing that my beliefs are based on what my experience in life had been. Not necessarily with others. So I need to be learned. We need to talk. We need to communicate and understand that people grow up differently and, and think differently. And that's okay. So, you know, how can we embrace the buts about other people, not take offense to everything that is very uh, surface level at some points, too? All right, Tommy. With that, we got a big WNBA series coming up, some more football to talk. We got Larry Fitzgerald. Asia Wilson will join us. Stay with us right here on Let's Go. Our program is brought to you by K Jewelers. Shop October 6th through October 9th and save thousands on gift-worthy styles at K. Exclusions do apply. Visit K.com or your local K store for details and celebrate every kiss with K. Stay with us. Right here, we'll be right back on Let's Go on Sirius XM. 
I'm Jake Mintz. And I'm Jordan Schusterman, and we are the hosts of Baseball Barbercast. If you're listening to Tom Brady's podcast and you're thinking, I wish I knew more about the last active athlete to be drafted by the Montreal Expos, then boy, do we have a baseball podcast for you. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we're talking about Tom Brady. No, mostly we're talking about baseball, and you should join us and download Baseball Barbercast on the SXM app, available with all of our trials and popular plans, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That's B-A-R-B-Cast. Let's go! Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray, along with Tom Brady and Larry Fitzgerald. Our program is brought to you by American Express. It's easy to get excited about going to the game. You love hearing the sound of the whistle or the smelling of the game day concessions all the way from your seat. It's the stuff that reminds you of the thrill of being at the game. And you know Amex will be with you every step of the way. Because when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. Tom, we've got a real special guest here, defending champion Asia Wilson of the Las Vegas Aces as they get ready to take on the New York Liberty, trying to repeat as champions. And Asia, thanks so much for joining us. Pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. You getting excited there? Yeah, I'm like, my palms are sweating. I'm getting excited. This is the best part of the year. nice to be in the final two teams always and nice. um, it takes a lot to get to that point and even though coming off the championship last year you know everyone wants to get back to that but there's a whole process to get back to that point so yes. you know you guys really had an incredible season you know all year long and you and your teammates I think the most fun part I have about watching is the camaraderie with with all the mm-hmm. with all the athletes all the women that are out there having a good time and it's definitely a little different camaraderie than the guys. You know, it's very <laughs> playful, very fun, but you guys always seem to make it work. So you got an amazing group of, of teammates, and we're all excited to watch you play starting this Sunday in Las Vegas. Yes. And uh, we'll be watching. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's, I'm blessed to be able to be just alongside these, like, wonderful women. Like, I love coming into work every single day, and that's a great feeling uh, when you can come into work. And it doesn't feel like work. But yeah, you still get the job done. And uh, of course, the job, the final job is not done. But it's definitely a lot of fun coming in and just seeing everybody happy just to be here, uh, just to go ahead and do do some work. When you go 34 and 6, everybody seems to smile a lot. Uh, obviously, chemistry and camaraderie builds. And, and, and to continue it through a championship, we see a lot of times, Asia, things splinter in sports, yeah. you know, and, and you can't keep it together. How have you all managed to do that? I think just from jump, I think just when you talk about our core, when it comes to Kelsey, Chelsea, myself, and Jackie, uh, I think our core has always just wanted to be holding each other accountable and understanding that we're all making sacrifices for the greater good. And uh, I think that just comes from just the root. And then when Becky came along and she instilled those characteristics into us, it was nothing new, uh, something that we were a part of. And like you said, when it comes to championships and especially doing it again, it's like, it's 10 times harder. It's already hard, but it's like 10 times harder to do it again. So if you just have that mindset of just like, we're going to sacrifice a lot of things to be here because we know the greater good is where we want to get to. It makes it a little bit easier. And of course, winning take takes care of everything. But no, it's a lot of sacrifice that comes in behind it. I think one of the hardest parts about, you know, when you reach the top of the mountain win, you know, there's such a high expectation going in next year. And obviously you have your own expectations, but I think the real challenging part is, every team that you play values 
the way they play against you guys. You're really the litmus test yeah. for how they're going to be. Even if they lose to you, they're like, wow, we only lost by eight points, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I think that's a hard thing because you're getting everybody's the most energy, the most excitement, the most tactics, yes. the most. So they're really up for you guys. And you guys really met the challenge. So did you feel that a lot this year? Oh, 100%. Like, I feel like every time we would go to a city, it's like sold out, sold out, sold out. And I'm like, good Lord, like, how many times have y'all sold out in a year? But against us, it's like, no, we're selling out. We're having the theme night. We're bringing out the whole city. And I love it because it's just that that's helping our game grow. But at the same time, it keeps us on our P's and Q's because like you said, like, we get everyone's best every single night like a plus it's like people that have probably not even hit a shot hit 10 of them when they play against us and i think it keeps us on our toes and it kind of battle tests us because we kind of go after the best every single night so when those times and we find that adversity we can get through it because it's like no we've been playing against the best of the best every single night so yeah it definitely gives me goosebumps sometimes but i love those moments i live for those moments Asia, you got a huge rivalry against the team you're going to face in the finals, uh, yeah. the Liberty, and you guys had some battles this season, and uh, yeah. and and it, and it went in both directions, and 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 so now as you gear up for these finals, and it's two super teams, can you just talk about playing against them and what this means now for women's basketball? We saw what happened, you know, obviously with uh, the NCAA finals, and 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 how that kind of catapulted into the mind everybody's. Uh, everybody's uh, imagination about women's basketball and, and yeah. coming off the aces win and just, just the growth of all of this and to be a part of it. Yeah, it's been so cool to watch. I mean, honestly, like it's something that hasn't happened overnight, but it feels like that NCAA like situation kind of did happen overnight. And now it has just helped our growth, obviously, because people are they love a good rivalry. Everyone loves a good rivalry. It's what we live for in sports. We love the barbershop talk. We love all that. And now for us uh, as women's basketball players to kind of get that into our conversation, it's been a ton of fun just to have our names kind of being up there and being involved and all eyes are on us. Because, uh, I mean, the viewership is great. We love that. That's what fuels a lot of different things for us. So uh, it's going to be an exciting matchup. I think it's going to be a great elite matchup. I know last year in our semifinals, we played Seattle, and that was a great series. So I can only imagine what the finals is going to be for us. So I'm excited to play in it. Uh, like I said, my palms are sweating right now just thinking about it because mm -hmm. this is going to be so – it's going to be a great test. It's going to be a, a huge test. Uh, but I think we're ready, uh, and we're going to have some fun with it. Even being at South Carolina, there was such a great, you know, history of basketball program there as well. And you had so much success there. Then you come to the Aces in the first few years, you know, you guys played well. And then really last couple of years and after Coach Hammond came apart, you know, like you said, it's really uh, have a championship level organization. Was it very different in terms of the role in South Carolina, how that kind of impacted you as you got to this really professional environment because it was such a great program? Uh, yeah, it definitely probably helped me, if anything. I mean, I'm blessed to be able to be coached by Don Staley, Hall of Famer, and now Becky Hammond, a Hall of Famer as well. So, like, it's always been instilled with me of how to build winning culture. I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned from South Carolina that's now translated over to the pros is building that culture and what do we stand for? And Becky always asks, what do we want our identity to be? Like, even on games where people assume that we'll win, we still have to be us. We still have to play like the aces and have our true identity. And I think that came from South Carolina. Like, we had a culture there that Coach Staley was like, you know, we're going to eat, breathe, and live basketball and be champions no matter. It's on and off the court, however you may look at it. 
be a champion in life. And it kind of just helped me kind of as I became a pro, it crushed my heart my rookie year when I didn't make it to postseason. I was so lost. I was like, what is going on? What is this? <laughs> what do you mean I have to stop playing right now? So it kind of like helped me grow and like, no, what is the culture that I want to build here with the Las Vegas Aces that drafted me? So it's been a lot of fun just to kind of be a part of it and building it still. Are there any distractions being in Las Vegas? I mean, obviously, there's so much fan support and being to a game, you know, they have you're in a casino, you know, literally. So there's a lot going on. There's a lot of energy. You know, do you guys feel that on the court? And then, in, in you know, when you leave the court, do you feel that, too? Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely after winning one, uh, the distractions and just people knowing your face is starting to become a thing uh, when your face is splastered across Allegiant Stadium. Like, yeah, of course, people are going to honk the horn. I had to get my windows tint, retinted. I'm like, oh, my God, people are waving me down. <laughs> so like, and I'm like, it's, I'm just me. <laughs> so, yeah, it is. But it's also like a it's a it's a flip side of it because you never know who's coming to a game you know like you always have someone new that's there to support us and watching us so it's been a ton of fun the distractions have been good and bad of course uh but i love them i take them with grace and we just like to have fun i'm always like ooh, who's coming into today like this could be fun <laughs> it's always cool For to sure. see people come out <laughs> i'm gonna ask you about those people coming to the game i'm jim gray along with our special guest two-time mvp of the las vegas aces asia wilson they're getting ready to face off in the WNBA championship can be seen on ABC and ESPN starting uh, this Sunday. Uh, and they'll take on the New York Liberty. I'm Jim Gray, along with Tom Brady, Larry Fitzgerald and Asia. Our program is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. No Casamigos for you this week, Asia. We need okay, to I was about to say, ooh, are you throwing me a lot right now? <laughs> not, not this time. <laughs> Jim can have that. You as a, as a, as a, no, not this right, week. I got you. I got you. <laughs> That's right. Maybe if there's another parade. Right. In a couple of weeks. I got you guys. <laughs> right. Yeah. Maybe you can throw that trophy like Tom did. Uh, no, I don't uh, do that. I don't encourage that at all. <laughs> I was definitely had you too many Casamigos that day. That was golden though. You gave the people what we wanted. I love I that. I know. <laughs> when I look back, I say, what the hell? Anyway. <laughs> Actually, go ahead and do it. Have fun. That's what you should be doing. Might as well. That's right. Go for it. So Asia, when, when it was announced that Tom was going to become part of the ownership group as a limited partner of the Aces, what did that mean for you and all the other women? And Tom, we'll ask you on the other side of that, why did you do it? Oh, man, it was super dope. Like, I mean, I remember my jaw dropping like, wait, what is this real? Like, where, where are we going with this? Uh, it was super, super cool just to be able just to have it, uh, someone that matters and like matters and cares for us to come in and be like, no, I want to help push this needle. And it's something that we always needed because, you know, we always love it when people have a seat at the table. And obviously, Tom Brady has a seat at the table. And for him to reach out and say, hey, no, I want to be a part of this and helping it grow. Um, it was truly, truly a lot of fun. Uh, we, I think we were all going in the group chat going crazy uh, because uh, obviously Kelsey Plum barked at you, which was kind of weird, but now it's kind of cool. <laughs> so like we were in a group chat going crazy, like KP barked, but here we are. So no, nah, we're, we're truly thankful. <laughs> it's awesome. It was a long process. And I they they finally formally approved me like three days ago. So it's literally been in the queue and I finally, I think the transaction is closed and I'm officially um, a minority partner. So I'm very excited. And um, and obviously, women's sports has meant a lot to me my whole life. I had three older sisters who were all better athletes than I was. My whole childhood was going to watch them play at the softball fields, at the soccer fields, on the basketball courts. And I love women's sports. 
Um, I love the empowerment that it gives young women a great direction. And, you know, sports teaches us all so much. And it's certainly not reserved for men. And I love that women are getting the types of attention for the incredible athletes that they are in a lot of different sports, tennis, golf. I'm, I love it all. And basketball, obviously, um, you know, I, I love the sport and I love watching you guys play. So it's just a great opportunity when I spoke to Mark at, after the game, uh, when I came and saw you guys play, he said, hey, you know, you should think about this. And um, it was just, it was a great thought and I, and I couldn't pass up the opportunity. And, and um, you know, now I get to support this incredible group of women who are, who are here, we are knocking on the doorstep at a, at a second championship. But I know when you get to these moments, these are the tough ones too, because that other team has the same goal and they're very motivated as well. So, you know, tell us a little bit about the Liberty and your opinion. And, you know, you face them multiple times this season, like, you go back, obviously you go back and watch those games. They yeah. see kind of the style you're playing, but ultimately it's going to come down to some matchups too. So tell me what you think about the matchups. Yeah, I think we match up like perfectly with them. Uh, I think we are just the same amount of weapons, same amount of just production overall and just one to go out in heart. I think that's the beautiful thing about it. It's like, like you said, we're both teams are very, very motivated. This is when the script was written and everyone wants to see it. But I think this is a time where, you know, a lot of things. Yeah, the script is real, apparently, at this point. <laughs> Do we know the real. outcome of that script like the NFL? Is it all predetermined? Right. Well, I haven't got the I haven't got the ending. I made it up to the script where I'm like, OK, this is now we're entering in the final stages of the script. Um, but no, I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I think we're just going to really learn. And the beauty of it is in a series, you learn so much. Like, yes, you know, everyone's playbook, you know, play calls, you know exactly what it is. But now it gives you an opportunity to really become that player in the game and like really treat it as a game and pick it apart and see if you can get to the next level. So I'm super excited. I know they are prepping for us the same way we're prepping for them, but this should be a great battle, a great test um, and great basketball. Uh, but no, I think we have weapons on weapons on weapons. When you think about it across the board, it's going to be a great offensive game. Defensively, I think we're, I think we're going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you lead the league in black shots, uh, yeah. more than two a game. So they're going to need you to protect that rim. Right, right. I need it. <laughs> hey, Asia, I want to ask you, did you know who the best Brady athlete in the family is? It's Maya Brady. She plays softball. She's an All-American at UCLA, one of the best softball players in the world. And uh, so, so don't be fooled by by Tom with all those rings. Uh, Maya, Maya holds holds the family title. I agree. Love that. (laughs) I'm vastly outnumbered in the family, which is which is a good thing too. So I get to learn from the the ones that are my niece, who's a little bit younger, as well as my sisters. And my mom was a damn good athlete too. My mom could. My mom got more feisty watching my football. I'd come off the football field. She'd call me, oh, the offensive line, what are we doing? Of course, she would never blame her son like our parents never do. You know, it's right. always, I'm like, mom, I threw three interceptions. It's my fault. You know, one was an interception for a touchdown, and we lost by one, you know. So, well, no, he must have ran the wrong route, you know. <laughs> but we have so much love and support from our families, and yes. that, that makes it all worth it, too. For sure. <laughs> Asia, we wish you all the best. We thank, thank you so much you. for joining us here on Let's Go. We're going to be watching you and the Aces as you try and defend your championship in the WNBA championship. Thanks so much for joining us, and good luck. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Let's go, Asia. Good luck. Thank you. Mask, girl. Let's go. <laughs> That's Asia Wilson. You know, Tommy, it's just so interesting. You know, these are great athletes, and it's it's really cool to see 
it finally coming to the forefront like it is with with the popularity growing and, and Asia talks about the sellouts and that NCAA game and what what Caitlin Clark did and the LSU team winning the championship and having having that spillover effect that's been so so long in coming it's just it's it's really uh, it's really fun to see and and the games are so great I, I know they're below the rim but the fundamentals change so much because they are below the rim. Yeah, how about Sabrina Nescu in the three-point shooting contest this year, making however many she made, but it was more than anyone from that distance. And there's just extreme talent and um, extreme competitiveness. And I think even in this finals, you're getting a showdown of two of the, these great super teams in the WNBA. So it's going to be a great outcome. I mean, I, even Nebraska volleyball, did you see 90,000 women, 90,000 people showed up to the women's volleyball team, um, to the volleyball game about – a month ago, six weeks ago. So I think just, again, we got the ability to spread this information more easily through social media, through the internet. People have just more ability to see things. And I think that speaks so well to what women's sports are all about and what they're accomplishing in our mainstream lives. So it's, I love seeing it. And how's your nerves going to be? You're not watching your team. I know, I know. And I'm excited because, uh, you know, again, we worked hard to, to on this for a period of time and to see it come to fruition. And, 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 and look at these women are, are doing it all themselves. I give them so much credit. You know, it's, I just get to be a part of a small little sliver, sliver, tiny, teeny, tiny little sliver of it. And hopefully I can continue to make an impact over a very long period of time. So I'm really excited to be on this journey uh, with the whole ACEs organization. That's Tom Brady. He works out. Goes through his work days. He's in great shape. Told us last week he lost 10 pounds being off the football field. It's probably because of those TB12 plant-based protein powder that he takes every day. It can help elevate you and your performance. Perfect choice to maintain a low-carb diet without compromising taste or performance. Check it out and all the other stuff at TB12 Sports Performance. Go to TB12Sports.com. That's TB12Sports.com. That's our show for this week. Thanks to our terrific producer, Dave the Snakehagen, and our sponsors, Delta Airlines, American Express, K Jewelers, Casamigos Tequila, Golden Nugget Hotel and Casino, Brady Brand, and TB12 Sports. Let's go with Tom Brady and Larry Fitzgerald was produced by 199 Productions in collaboration with Scratchy Productions and Shadow Lion. Listen to the full version of Let's Go every week on the SiriusXM app included with all SiriusXM trials and popular plans. Just search Let's Go. Now, for Larry Fitzgerald and Tom Brady, I'm Jim Gray. We'll talk to you again next week right here on SiriusXM. SiriusXM Podcasts.